Welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. And here's your host, executive coach and owner of CoachCertifications.com, Audrey Beach. Hello and welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching world. I'm Audrey Beach, executive coach and principal of CoachCertifications.com. And we're an online community of certification programs where students and coaches can review, compare, and select certification programs all in one place. And today, I would like to welcome to the show Christopher McCullough. Hi, Christopher. Hello. Thanks for uh, having me, or thanks for being had, or something. I'm not sure what to say there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you being here. I'm excited um, about what I know is going to be a very educational opportunity for our coaching students today. I'm going to tell them a little bit about you, but there is a heck of a lot to tell them about you. So I'm going to try to just uh, hit the treetops here. Okay. Uh, first of all, Christopher is a master certified coach. He is also the CEO and founder of a very prestigious school by the name of Accomplishment Coaching. He is in his 18th year of full-time professional coaching, um, and that in and of itself speaks volumes. Um, Christopher has created an ontologically-based leadership-oriented coaching and coach training company and has over 700 graduates throughout the United States, Canada, and Asia. And actually, um, I'm feeling a lot of pressure here because uh, he is definitely more experienced than I am. He hosts a weekly coaching radio show called The Coaching Show on WSRadio.com. And um, Christopher lives his vision of the company, which is power and possibility for all. So again, thank you for being here. Well, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Well, Christopher, I, I want to start out by asking you to talk a little bit about ontological coaching. Can you tell our listeners more about that? Sure. I think this is something that we all know or relate to. You know, um, many of us have, let's say, uh, think, of, think of a friend or a family member that you have who comes to you and, and is very excited about something, right? They say, um, oh, I'm so excited. I have a new fill-in-the-blank, a new job, a new boss, a new boyfriend or girlfriend. And that person, you know, like they're very excited about it, but you kind of already know how it's going to go. Like, oh, you've got a new one. And that's, I love using that as an example because most of us have that experience. And what I'm asserting is happening there is that we can see as an outsider to that person that they're in some sort of habits of thought or behavior about how it goes with their boyfriend or sweetheart or with their boss or with their job that has them excited at the beginning, but we've seen by now the pattern run. So to, to go back a step, Listen, if you're going to produce any kind of goal in your life, there's going to be some action required, right? None of us have really produced much by sitting around, you know, on the couch eating bonbons. So we all know that action is required, but we also know that it's got to be right action or said a different way. It's got to be um, action with awareness and ideally the awareness of our patterns of thought and behavior that keep us sort of stuck in the same, uh, same issues or recreating the same problems again and again. 
And that's, I think, the advantage of an ontological approach, because we're looking not only at the action and the sort of the basic fundamentals of uh, achieving a goal or a dream, but we're also looking at the what are the patterns of thought and behavior that are in the way? What are, are the support structures in place for sort of the results that I don't want? And what are the structures and supports that I, I needed in what I do want? And you know that often these things are intangibles. This is like, you know, people who um, again and again get stuck in the same place in relationship or in relationship with an authority figure like a boss, that's in the, in the world of who they're being or how they're being. And we can't really talk about, listen, don't go talk to your boss with a sneer on your face, right, and have them go smile but with the same crappy attitude. We really need to address whatever it is that has them in that rut or in that routine. And that's where what we call ontological, where you're addressing the being, the patterns of thought and behavior, as well as the non-ontological or the sort of uh, you know, foundational pieces of moving a project forward. Did I thoroughly confuse you or is that clear? No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm listening to what you're saying and I'm, I'm envisioning that our listeners are um, on the edge of their chair like I am. Um, and you know, no, it's, it sounds clearly like a, a, a differentiator for accomplishment coaching. Um, I, I, what I'm wondering is, is how do you do that in your training? And I know that's probably a more complex answer than we have time for today, but if you could just give our listeners an idea of, it's one thing to say, um, you formed a pattern of behavior and we can be on the outside looking in and help you address that, um, those intangibles that you may not have an awareness, but how do you get to that? I mean, do you have, uh, you know, behavioral psychologists that are also your coaches or how do you begin to, because that's what came to mind with me is how do you get to recognizing that? Right. Well, let, let me, let me give you the setup or the framework that had me create accomplishment coaching, and maybe that'll uh, that'll support us in at least addressing the the overview of the how, as you say, the treetop, so to speak. So when I, you know, when I came to coaching, it was as a as a full fledged convert. I had done a lot of things, everything from firewalks with you know certain organizations to um, reading every sort of new bestseller and management by walking around and all that stuff, right? That. <laughs> most most of us sort of pseudo aware or pseudo psychological types had tried in terms of I, I was like a lot of people I was quite successful in my career and pretty pretty miserable you know what I mean just sort of low gradient kind of dour most of the time but successful and so with the right you know a number of gold or black cards and the right number of vacations at fancy places each year I thought well this is how it gets but I was sort of always in search of something. So when I came to coaching, and it took me about three years to acknowledge that I had achieved every goal I'd set once I got to coaching, then maybe there was something to this coaching thing, I set out to find the Harvard, the Stanford, the, you know, where can I get the finest training so that I can be the finest coach I can be? And listen, yes. there were a lot of coach training programs out there, and this was 20 years ago, but I couldn't find the best. I couldn't find the, you know, the one that set itself apart. And after looking for about four or five years... I thought, well, darn it, I'm going to have to create it. So we put this curriculum together, and I brought together very smart people from a bunch of fields, including 
ontological leaders, but also including educators and therapists and business people and entrepreneurs and um, consultants, you know, and I brought a bunch of people together and we sort of worked on the curriculum and then we worked on it some more and then we worked on it with different folks. And so this curriculum, our approach is really, truly multifaceted. It's not like sort of kind of multifaceted because I had two or three coaches working on it, but I really worked on it with people from, you know, as many different, I mean, spiritual leaders as well as uh, HR professionals. Do you know what I mean? We could, as many people as we could. So when we're looking Mm -hmm. at the techniques that we use or the training that we use, I I would say that the biggest piece we do is we have people look at the larger picture in which the current issue arises. Said a different way, we address context so that this is a lasting shift for people as opposed to the content moving around the particle. Does that sort of answer it? It does make sense. Yes, it does. Thank you for answering that. I, um, a, a question that comes to mind is if I'm a coaching student mm-hmm. and you're helping me, you're helping me through an assessment process of whether or not you're coach training and school philosophy is for me or not for me because as you know we've started um, coachcertifications.com because there are so many programs out there and it can be very overwhelming and daunting to a coaching student who is either talking to other coaches who have attended programs they're not sure what questions to ask Um, they're looking at the first 25 schools that come up on Google through a search. Um, how do you help a coaching student assess whether or not your school and training program is the best fit for them? It's a really great question. So a lot of it, you know, I, I think that there are a few questions that are key. One is, what do you actually want from your coaching practice, what's your vision, right? We start with the with the student because different students want different things. There's some people that love the academia and the academic approach, you know, where you read a lot and study a lot and come up with models, sometimes more than one model of human behavior or human achievement. And for those people, you know, there are some great programs out there. I could name them or not, but there are a bunch of great academic-based programs. And if something like a Ph.D. in coaching science or coaching skill is important to you, you know, get, get on your way and get to those academic programs. For others, you know, the, the time and money is the most important. I want something that, you know, there's a program for two hours on a Saturday, $79, bang, you're a coach, right, which is very different than our approach. So I think the place to start is what do you want, what do you envision, and there are a few people who, like me, want the very finest coach training. Once we've addressed what, what you want or what your vision is, then there's go talk to people. And don't just talk to the you know, person who's paid to tell you all the highlights of that program. Talk to their graduates. Talk to people who are actually in the training program currently. And if possible, and I, I believe that we're the only program that does this in the world, but if possible, go and observe the training program in process. That is, it accomplishes... Wow at Accomplishment Coaching, you can actually come. We will invite you to come and observe, you know, not, not the full thing, but like two hours of the live program in process. It's not a presentation. It's watching us do our work, right? That Sorry to interrupt. excellent. Oh, no, I'm interrupting you because I was having such a reaction here on my end of how awesome I think that is. <laughs> um, because I have to tell you that I am not aware of any other schools that do that. I think 
that is um, really a good thing. Um, because as you say, they're not observing the whole class, but they are observing at least a portion of it. And they can then, um, they have additional information right. um, of what that looks like, what it feels like, watching an instructor in action. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And for our listeners, I think that is a huge differentiator. Indeed, yeah. And then I think also um, you want to look at what people really want. For most people going into coaching, and forgive this gross generalization, which is both probably culturally, you know, centered around North America, but also um, sort of from my perspective, a lot of people getting into coaching are not doing it as their first career, right? They're coming to it as a lifestyle choice. And so if that's true, you know, look at what you actually want your lifestyle to be. Do you need to match your current, you know, six-figure salary? Do you need to have or want to have flexibility? Mm. You know, you and I are lucky to be in this industry because I don't know about you, but I've done my work, so to speak, from every place from, you know, Bali to Bermuda to to Puerto Rico and wonderful other places because I'm an island and beach guy. I love going to the beach. I love taking my family there. And if I can work from there, more is the better, right? Yes. Yeah. Whereas other people love working inside of organizations and want to be affiliated with a big Fortune 50 company, and that's fine too. But being clear about how you envision your career, even before you get started, is a good idea because then we can coordinate your training to be more focused to what you want to actually create in your career. Right. Yeah, so what you're really saying is that the person holds up a mirror in the beginning and they take a snapshot of really who they are um and and that's unique in and of itself and i think that's um critical mm-hmm. um what what does your training look like uh, i mean how do you offer your training are there in person pro- uh, classes are there uh virtual tell sure. tell us more about that so the listeners understand what does that look like right and remember that we're designing this to be the world's finest coach training program and we're serious we work on the curriculum each and every year to improve it, you know, add things to it like that. So, and have done since the, since the beginning of it 15 years ago. So here's what it looks like. For most of our cities, you come to the program in person, the same group, 25 people or less or fewer. So we're talking about a small group. The program is one year long. Now we push you out of the nest. You go get clients really, really pretty immediately in the program. But what's true is You're in person one weekend every month, so two full training days each month for 12 months. You have a coach, your own coach, that comes with the tuition of this program for an entire year. So this is a coach you're meeting with four times a month, you know, once a week, uh, to move forward your own projects in life. So you're actually being coached by someone who's done our work, who's a graduate, and who has met our standards for coach mentoring and coach supervision. So this is a coach who actually uses the tools that you're trained in and has uh, attained a level of success that he or she has set for themselves that is also consistent with our requirements. So you're getting coached. You're also getting this in-person training. You also have, obviously, work to do in between sessions. And um, our curriculum isn't solely didactic. In other words, you're not spending those two days sitting in a classroom with somebody at a blackboard or a whiteboard. You're actually doing a variety of adult training techniques. One of the things, you know, I I tell people by the time they've done our program, they've had everything from um, real uh, surprise field trips to massages, from dance parties to, uh, you know, costume work, 
And they've also, we're one of the few programs that I've, that I'm aware of that brings in real live human beings, you know, not other students, for you to work with during your training. In other words, part of every training weekend is bringing in real people to get coached. And these are real people that have real issues. So you may run into abuse issues or addiction issues or, you know, uh, uh, work and career path issues or entrepreneurs or, you know, anything in between. So it's really great grounding for people who want to work with real people. It's an extraordinary program, and I put it up against every program out there and still say Mm. it's the best in terms of hours of training, in terms of training materials. In our program, there's something like 298 tools and distinctions you get, not to mention the 12 to 24 books that you're uh, assigned to read over the course of the year. Oh, my gosh. How many again? Well, it's at least one a month, and some months it's more. So uh, minimum 12 books, yeah. Well, I'm huge on, you know, I have a personal bias being an executive coaching, having my other business for almost 15 years um, mm. uh, about coaches being learners. I think that's a, that should be a requirement. Um, we're, we're learning ourselves. Um, and, and so when you think about, again, I'm uh, wanting our coaching students to um, learn more about uh, accomplishment coaching. And also you have such a a vast amount of knowledge and experience in this in this industry. What do you think some of the key areas, um, the key topic areas uh, that should be included in a program? What are some of those? Oh gosh, thank you so much. I, I've, I've got pet peeves galore in this area. My my number one is, you know, the most people get into coaching as a career path, and very few programs offer real useful training in getting your coaching practice thriving and keeping it there. Yes, and so it's yes. one, of the, one of the primary things in our program is that you'll start from the very beginning learning how to get clients, but not just learning how like a theoretical conversation, but actually taking action, you know, uh, skinning your knees, stubbing your toe, you know, making your mistakes while we've got you in this live, in-person program while we can, you know, sort of pick you up, dust you off, and you, and you can get the training or the learning from not only yes. your triumphs, but also your failures. Yes. The second thing I want to say about that is that so many programs out there do this thing where it's like, well, here are the seven steps that it took me to get successful. So if you follow these, you'll be successful too. You and I know that's fallacious. You and I know that that's, that everyone's path is not the same. So what we do is Let's say there are 11, I think there are actually 12, approaches to filling your practice, right? Everything from the networking approach to, you know, uh, writing stuff or blogs or simply going out and, and meeting people and working your warm market, right? Giving talks, whatever the methods are, we actually have our participants do those things so that they can find not only their hidden talents, but also find things they truly hate doing. Mm-hmm. You know, people, mm-hmm. there are some people that love public speaking and some people that hate it with a passion. Yeah. But until yeah. you get out there and try it, I assert you're not sure whether you're good at it or not, whether it's a good path for you. And once you've done it, you'll know. Same with mm-hmm. writing blogs, same with, you know, working in Warren Market, same with networking, same with everything. So we have people yeah. try all of them so that they're able to really know what works for them, their individual yeah. self. And um, then we work on systems around that so that even when your practice is, you know, full, you're still working and, and marketing yourself and being sure to 
generate interest in there and buzz. And even when your numbers are down, you're generating so that it becomes a normal part of your business life. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that's vital what you just said. And I, I mean, it sounds like your, your, um, your offering is so customized to the individual, which I also agree is important. I, I find, um, that a lot of coaching students, um, don't have the skills to really run a business and they learn, um, that running a business is different. Um, oh, I thought I was going to do this and, and, um, you know, that's great. I, I mean, you know, I, early in my career, I was a business leader at various levels in organizations, um, and had the business skills because I ran a couple of divisions, things like that. But, um, a lot of coaches, uh, coaching students, um, don't necessarily have that and they haven't run a business. So do you find that? Do you find that you're providing that when you said early on that you give those sort of business fundamentals? Do you do you find that you have students coming to you without that? Right, exactly. Yeah, we in fact, we've been privileged to train people from who have done other programs and even people who got the, to the level of master certified coach who chose to do our program partially for that. Like train me so that I don't have to work so hard on my own business. Do you know what I mean? So that it can become a normal part of life. I also, can I say, can I give you one more of my pet peeves as we're talking about? Please. And I know that our time is limited here, so I want to make sure to honor that. But here's something else that I'm really proud of and concerned about. As far as I know, we're one of only four coach training programs in the world that offer modules on ethics. And we offer three modules throughout the course of the year. So you're actually sort of looking at basic ethics in coaching and then sort of from different perspectives. But it's all applied and it's all real life. Because what you and I know is that ethics aren't, you know, useful in a book, right? As a coach, sometimes you're confronted with a client who has a situation that you feel is an ethical concern. And unless you've sort of gone through that ground, like the the worst time to approach your personal coaching ethics is when stuff is flying around you, right? Or when the client's right in front of you and you've been confronted with this issue. So I really want to put a shout out to anyone and everyone who is training ethics in coaching. And if you haven't gone lately to, uh, if you're a coach and you haven't gone recently to it, please go to the ICF uh, pledge and the ICF code of ethics and reacquaint yourself with what's happening in the world of ethics and coaching. Thanks so much for that plug. Yes. Well, and you, you've done a lot of work in that area, um, and, and I had the um, pleasure of having an opportunity to, to meet you recently in person, mm-hmm. and I know that you are doing a lot of um, uh, research, um, and you're at the forefront of those ethical standards, and I think that is, is very commendable. Thank you for doing that for all of us. Thank you, Audrey. Um, well, I, I, you know, we are running out of time, but um, there's just two more questions I want to ask if we can fit them in. What is, what do you think um, is the most common mistake a student makes when selecting a certification program? What do they, what do they do that is a mistake or what do they overlook? Sure. I would say that the I would say that the number one thing that I see people doing is choosing uh, as if it's a commodity 
Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're yes, choosing, I do know what you mean. right? If you're if you're choosing, I don't know, chicken or you know, uh, corn in a store, then maybe this corn is the same as that corn, or maybe there's not a marginal difference. But in coach training, if we're talking about something you're going to do as your vocation or as a serious part of your career, my suggestion is that you get really clear on what your criteria are and not have necessarily price or convenience be the number one criteria, but really look at what's going to be important, not just today, but in five years or 10 years, if that's what your plan is for this as your career. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yes, it does. That's really good advice. I hope everyone's listening to that. And um, in in wrapping up today, what what words of wisdom would you like to leave your listeners with today? Well, you know, as you mentioned, I've had a few years of every week talking to people who are, you know, either big deals or doing something important in the world of coaching. And I'll tell you this, there's not a guest that I've had that has not agreed with the following statement, that ultimately coaching is a spiritual endeavor. That is, for many of us, we can kind of get caught in the muck of, oh, I want this many clients or I want to, you know, be this successful or I want to work with people at this company. But I want to remind us that really we have an extraordinary charge as coaches, which is to connect people more profoundly, more powerfully, and with velocity to their highest self, to their best self, and to the biggest contribution that they choose to make in this world. And that is, a, a to my mind, a sacred opportunity, a sacred charge, and that, you know, please take it as seriously as you're willing so that your work can be great and that the people that, whose lives you are privileged to touch can do great work in their world. Well, I think we're lucky to have you, that's for sure. And I can, I can feel, even though we're on different sides of the country, I can feel the passion that you have for your business and the passion and commitment you have for um, the work that you do. Oh, thank, uh, thank you. So much, thank you. Well, thank you so much. And and with that, I'm, I want to thank you again for spending this time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a privilege, and thank you for your leadership in the field. It's a wonderful thing that you're doing, and I appreciate you so much, Audrey. Great with you. Well, thank you very much, very much. And I want to encourage um, all the listeners out there, uh, coaching students or coaches looking to enhance their credentials, please make sure you go to the Accomplishment Coaching website, accomplishmentcoaching.com. And also coaching students and coaches and coaching schools, be sure to visit us at coachcertifications.com. Thanks again, and this is Audrey Beach signing off. Today's interview is brought to you by Coach Radio International and presented to you by coachcertifications.com, the only global online community of accredited coaching programs where students and coaches can compare, research, and select training programs all in one place. Welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. And here's your host, executive coach and owner of CoachCertifications.com, Audrey Beach. Hello and welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching world. I'm Audrey Beach, executive coach and principal of CoachCertifications.com. We're an online community of certification programs where students and coaches can review, compare, 
and select certification programs all in one place. And today, I would like to welcome Betska K. Burr. Thank you so much for being here with us. Oh, Audrey, it's a delight to hang out with you for a while. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And the feeling is mutual. I I have so much I can say about you, and we have a limited amount of time, so I'm hoping that I cover um, all the really key points to our listeners. But um, you've got a real treat today listening to Betska because she is a um, a master coach, an accredited master coach with IICNM. And since 1995, she has um, had over 5,500 client coaching hours. She is an international executive and life coach, and she has supported individuals and groups. And I find this just amazing, Betska, in over 20 countries. Um, you, you certainly um, have a broad range of experience. Uh, Betska is also co-president at Coaching and Leadership International. Uh, she is a best-selling author of many books. Uh, one of the books is called Creating Champions, and there are many others. Uh, Betska has been the recipient of several business awards. Um, gosh, I don't even know where to start there. There's so many. And also, uh, and I just think this is is so beneficial for your students. You have been a senior executive with international companies, and you have also been a servant in the Canadian Foreign Service, including holding three European posts. And I know we're related if we if we dug deep enough because you have an undeniable weakness for dark chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I do as well. I eat dark chocolate every single day. So <laughs> I can really relate to that. Again, thank you so much for being here. So let's dig right in. Um I, I, I think where I want to start is what inspired you to get started? What inspired you to get started in coaching? Well, it, it really is a story about not allowing myself to be defeated by life. Yes. And um, I was going through a pretty rough time in my life, and so I decided that I would either, you know, give up or give myself some hope. Yes. And it's a lovely story because everything happened so naturally. Here I was, you know, working in an international company on the senior executive team. And, you know, we had a fancy house, fancy cars, you know, fancy clothes and, you know, my shoes and my hats matched everything, you know, and, but, and we had a child and I had a wonderful husband. I mean, what else could a girl want, you know, but inside I was miserable and I, you know, couldn't really figure out what that was all about and make a long story short, along uh, came this wonderful woman named Jan Sweeney who taught me some methodologies that, um, you know, really started to give me hope because I had been to so many other professionals and they weren't able to help me. But here she was, at, uh, and, and she was, in effect, a coach. Um, 
she called herself at that time because this was the mid nineties before coaching even became coaching. If you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, she yes. called herself a facilitator of stress elimination. <laughs> oh, wow. What a, what a nice title. Yeah. It's a very long title, but yes, man, her stuff, you know, she just really helped me out a lot. And I just, there's a, a quote from Wordsworth that really expresses exactly what happened to me. And Wordsworth said in one of his poems, my heart leaps up when I behold a rainbow in the sky. Mm. So everything that we do here at CLI comes from that root of, did I want to choose defeatism or did I want to choose hope, which was what a rainbow gives people when they see it in the sky. It makes them feel peaceful and gives them hope and and so on and so forth. So I, I learned these, some of these, um, after Jan had helped me so much, I said, can you teach me how to do these methods? They're very simple. And she said, yes, I have a course coming up. So I took the course and uh, then I worked on myself. And this is key, Audrey, you know, yes. to, I believe any coach training program that um, I, I took these methodologies and I worked on myself to figure out why I was so miserable and why I was in a state of defeatism and so on and so forth. And uh, before I knew it, people were knocking on my door. And this is a funny part of the story. Yes. People were knocking on my door and saying, wow, you've really helped yourself. Can you help me? Can you help me? Yeah. And I said, well, I don't know. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we can try. And uh, so here I was, you know, people coming to me for coaching. And Audrey, the funny part is, I didn't charge them any money because I didn't know I could. Mm. I was simply there supporting them, helping them to overcome their defeatism or whatever was going on in their lives. Yes. And, uh, and then one day, John said to my husband, John said to me, you know, honey, we've got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you could try and and charge a little bit for this. And so I charge, started charging just a small amount. And then people said, well, can you teach us how to do this on ourselves? And weekend workshops started. And then before you knew it, it turned into a fully fledged school. So oh, that's my basically a story in a quick nutshell. <laughs> that is an amazing story. And I think just that story alone can give hope to other coaches yeah. or s- yeah. coaching students. Um, because of what evolved out of your own personal experience Mm -hmm. and you clearly were not driven by making money. You were, you were driven by the experience. And did you say that that started around the mid nineties for you? Yes, it was. uh, I mean, our coach training program really started somewhere around 1997. Wow. But around 1995, 96 is when I started working with uh, Jan. And uh, one thing I need to add, my physical body was in, was a wreck through all of the uh, early defeatism uh, challenges. And yeah. I, could barely get, I could barely get out of a chair. My back was so sore. Wow. Anyway, after using these, um, these methodologies, my back pain went away and has never come back. Oh, my goodness. And back pain is, now that I know, when you connect the mind, the body, and the spirit, Back pain is lack of support. You know, the spine is your support, right? Yes, yes. Your physical support. Well, I was lacking emotional, spiritual support. 
um, I was not receiving it, you know, uh, I didn't, I mean, that was my perception. I mean, yes. that perception could have been wrong, but I was perceiving I wasn't receiving, you know, support from my family members and even from John, which is ridiculous because he's Mr. Support. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just the, how the mind thinks, right? And, Absolutely. And, and, but the most important thing is I didn't feel I was receiving support from God, from my yeah. spiritual center. Yes. So, well, you anyway... Know, I find that fascinating because, um, again, it's a very personal experience, but it, to me, a reaction to that is everything was being pulled from you instead of things being put into you. So yeah. all of the things about the job with the fancy car and shoes and outfits and being part of a strategic management team, all of that was good, but it was also taking everything from you. Yeah, and it sounds like your experience of working with Jan and then subsequently beginning to help others began to fill you up with what you were able to give to others as well as yourself. And I just think, I mean, that's my reaction to it. I, I yeah. know personally, and I want the listeners to know this, um, you know, I want to encourage the listeners to Google your name and look you up and read your blog, um, I have been incredibly inspired by what you write. And, and even my book, my latest book, The God in Coaching, right? You mentioned Creating Champions, yes. but my latest book is The God in Coaching, and it tells my whole story. Yes. And talks about the signs of our program and things like that. They might enjoy it. Oh, I think I would enjoy it. And, and that is, again, The God in Coaching, The mm-hmm. Key to God a Happy Life. Yeah, the the God is in quotes, not to mean any religion or anything. It's just our yes. own inner power. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, let's. Um, thank you so much for sharing that story. That was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the training programs that you do provide through uh, Coaching and Leadership International. Tell our listeners more about your training programs. Thank you. Um, in a moment, I'd love to share you know, many reasons uh, or, uh, you know, why our program is is unique. But I think Ray Carr summed it up. Ray Carr is president of Peer Resources, and he's considered uh, probably the watchdog of the coaching and mentoring industries. And uh, we've known Ray for quite a while, but when I wrote uh, The God in Coaching, The Key to a Happy Life, I asked Ray if he would review it. Mm. And um, what he wrote was quite astonishing, and I'm just giving you a, a short quote. Probably the most revolutionary and effective model of coaching to be developed in the last 10 years. Oh, my. Betska Kaber's Power Coaching with Mind Kinetics. And, wow. Uh, yeah, that's quite the quote from the watchdog, yes. huh? Yes, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, there are so many reasons why we're unique. I'll just give you a few of them here, please, Audrey. Please, please. One of them is that we we say that we have advanced uh, coaching. Um, you know, people can come to us when they're new, of course, but it's the whole program is advanced because it has the largest number of coaching methodologies in the industry. Wow. We have over 80, eight zero, okay, uh, coaching methodologies, um, everything from helping people with relationships you know, if they have judgments against others or others are angry at them, 
We have methodologies for uh, having a better relationship with yourself, for loving yourself. We have methodologies for career transition. We have methodologies for your health, obviously, since it helped me with my back pain. Um, We have methodologies to help you think like Einstein, Plato, Bill Gates, and Steve Jobs, you know, like you really tap into that, um, your highest creative centers for solutions. And so each one of these methodologies, these 80, can be used in a coaching session. And we're not talking tools, you know, like simple charts and things like that. We're talking about actual methodologies. Yes. One, ones that can go for 10, 10 minutes all the way up to two hours mm-hmm. in, a, in a given uh, coaching session. So that's number one. Number two is uh, we can, because our methods, our methodologies are scientific, I've designed them to every single methodology is rooted in what we have coined pentalateral thinking which means the client in any given coaching session is using their left brain, their right brain, their conscious mind, their subconscious mind, and their superconscious mind. So what happens because these methodologies are so scientifically engineered to create a physiological shift in the body, in different cells in the body, we achieve very high return on investment. Our clients receive very high ROI, anywhere up to you know, 900% increase in a given core competency. Wow. 900%. That's and many, unheard of. <laughs> I know it's unheard of. And many, many uh, coaches can't even prove ROI, prove a return yes. on investment. Yes. But I, I'm working on a document right now for our students and to put wherever we want to put it. And it's extraordinary to look back Mm -hmm. at all of my own executive clients, for example, and my life coaching clients and and the shifts that have happened inside. And again, it's because of the science that we've developed here called mind kinetics, which Mm -hmm. means putting that whole brain mind into motion. Another reason is we coach the whole person. So if I'm coaching an executive and he or she wants to work on how to better engage their staff or how to do strategic planning or increase productivity or team building or whatever, they might say to me, Betska, you know, my husband and I are thinking about a divorce, but we really don't want to divorce. Can you help me with that? Yes. And of course I will say yes. Any of our students around the world are trained in uh, coaching skills, period, and then if they want to coach executives, then they go up a different stream. They they branch off and go to a different stream. And it's the same with uh, life coaching, you know. So we coach the whole person for professional and personal success. We don't have to send them to a different coach. Mm -hmm. And we also, uh, another reason why, we are unique is that we don't just work with goals. We work with challenges because our students are trained to deal with challenges. You know, this has nothing to do with therapy. Of course, this is, you know, follows the ICF and I, IC and M core competencies of a coach, but the client likes to express their situation sometimes as a problem, you know, as a challenge. So we work Mm -hmm. with that. I already mentioned uh, a little bit another uniqueness about us is that we coach at the subconscious level, which means permanent 
positive change for the client. They don't have to come back and work on the same thing again. It is done, you know, but there are different aspects of uh, someone's life, of course, or a situation that needs to be uh, looked at. And we permanently eliminate old limiting beliefs that are in the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And lastly, well, I've, I've already mentioned that. This this is about, remember, I come from a place of defeatism, right? Yeah. So I had to you know, develop these methodologies, and I'm the developer, in order to uh, take people to a place of hope and then to a place of, yes, I can do this. So people who we have, we have worked with people who are, I personally have worked with people who are drug, uh, triple drug addicted, you know. Wow. They are working on, they, they're, they're taking heroin, methadone, and um, uh, cocaine, you know, all at the same time, and they want to get off the drugs. It, it, that one is just a fascinating story all on its own, um, all the way to people who've got cancers or uh, diseases, and then, of course, just senior executives and, and parents who want to have a better life, you know. Yeah. So it's a, there's a full range of, uh, and uh, every single one of these people has created a better life for themselves. Again, I credit the science of mind kinetics, which is CLI's uh, creation. Well, I, 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 a reaction that I'll have is that it certainly does sound like your training programs are unique. Yeah, they are. Um, and, and so, uh, again, for our coaching students who are lis- listeners, um, one of the things that seems to come up a lot as a question is how important is it that a training program be accredited? What's your reaction to that, Betska? You know, I uh, I must say that I believe there needs to be a governing body to regulate the industry. You know, it's like education or it's like a, being a doctor, a dentist, or, you know, any professional. There needs to be some boundaries, some rules, etc. But right now, we don't have a true governing body. Mm-hmm. The ones that I know provide accreditation of courses, but they also provide credentialing to students, and this is a conflict of interest. Yes. So, I'm, you know, I know that we need one, and I keep praying for one that a really good, solid governing body is, is going to come forward or some of the existing ones will change their ways and, you know, really become a true governing body, and then yes. there could be others that, you know, provide the actual uh, credentials, you know, yes. to keep it, to keep it separate. It's, it's, it's very frustrating. It has been, you know, I've been in this industry right from the very beginning, you know, right. and I, I just find that still quite uh, frustrating. Sure. Sure. Well, let me, let me ask you again for the listeners, because we have a lot of coaching students that'll be listening to this show. If, if you were advising a coaching student to go about assessing a coach certification program, what is some of the advice that you would give that student? What, what do they need to look at? Um, well, there are, you know, I, I think, gosh, so many things to, to look at. They want to, first of all, understand that the industry is turning out some rather poor coaches. Yes. So this has to stop because it's hurting the industry. Yes. 
Okay. So they need to look for training programs that can prove a high return on investment. Yes. Uh, they need to, you know, if they're going to be an executive coach, they need to learn how to be a life coach as well. And they need to coach at the subconscious level because, and I'll quote Bruce Lipton here, you know, brilliant uh, cell biologist. He said that 95 to 99% of our behaviors are operated by our subconscious mind. Our subconscious mind is 1 million times more powerful than the conscious mind. So if the client wants results, if, if our coaches, if the coaches who are looking for school, if they want to have their clients get results, they need to come to a school that coaches at the subconscious level. Hmm. And, um, you know, they should be looking for a wide scope of key topic areas. And one of them is, is self-coaching. Remember, I developed our program for me first. Yes, yes. I had no idea that this would be a, an international school. <laughs> yes. So I used these on me, and I proved that they could work. My you know, friends and family members saw it was working, and then they approached me, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think they should be looking for a program that uh, offers a very robust self-coaching program. You know, what, before our students can write their first major exam, uh, they have to do 50 self-coaching sessions and only 30 client sessions. Oh, my. That's the reverse of what you normally see. Because yes. Because we want the students to work on themselves yes. first. Yes. Get rid of a lot of that ego that's in there because this industry can be very ego-driven. And right. you know, that's just not the way it should be, I don't think. That's my thought. And um, so, you know, really self-coach, work on self first, lead self first is our first uh, core competency. Mm-hmm. Lead self first. Yeah. And I then like if, that. I like yeah. that a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I like what you said about being a life coach uh-huh. um, because I, I, I don't want to make an assumption here, but I'm thinking that is connected to what you just said. You're looking at the whole person and to be able to effectively look at the whole person, you have to hold the mirror up to yourself first. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Absolutely. And which reminds me, you know, they, when we look at some of the key topic areas that a coach should be looking for in a, yeah. in a training program, of course they should be looking for what you just discussed, which was the mirror law. They yeah. need to, our students learn uh, 14 universal laws of human behavior. They really study human behavior. And, um, you know, they become quite masterful at recognizing different human behaviors. And they and you can see it through the universal laws of leadership. Yeah. You know, like the law of service, law of equality, law of choice, law of, car- law of karma, you know, all those different laws. Yes. And they, they obviously need to learn uh, when they're researching for a school um, that the school teaches ethics and core competencies. I think most do. But they really do need to learn about how to lead self first. They need to to learn how to help people remove their judgments of others because these are the key things that people come for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you look at the key topic areas that uh, executives select, you know, when they're creating a learning and development plan, it's really all about engaging others. It's about being a better planner. It's about communication. 
you know, so it's really all about working with others. So the coach needs to have a lot of depth of knowledge about uh, behaviors and, uh, and working with people. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. Being an executive coach myself, um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, that is such an important toolkit. Um, and it sounds like your organization does a really good job of going deep in those areas. I, uh, I want, uh, we're running out of time, but okay. I, I want to, um, ask you if a student was interested in, um, speaking with someone from your organization um, more about your programs, can they call in and talk to someone um, about your the programs that you offer? Uh, does, uh, does Coach Radio go uh, global? It's a global thing, right? Yes, it is yeah. a global uh, platform. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I just know that sometimes coaching students don't know all of the right questions to ask. Right. And so I find that if they can make a direct um, connection with someone at the organization, someone as wise as you are or John um, or someone at your organization can can help the student uh, navigate through that process. Okay, I asked that question because I'll give you two numbers. I'll give you a North American toll-free, and then I'll give you another one for Perfect. international. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So inter- international, of course, is plus one, two, five, zero, six, five, two, five, three, nine, zero. And the North American toll-free is one, eight, six, six, two, five, four, four, three, five, seven. And they can also email us, uh, training at coachingandleadership.com. And that'll get, us, get, that'll get them to our, uh, to our inbox. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And I want to encourage um, listeners today to visit coachingandleadership.com. Um, it's, it's an incredible website. Um, and please... Don't hesitate. I think we heard about some different differentiators today that are that are magnificent. Um, I, I I mean, there's so many of them that I'm impressed with. The the ROI, um, you just don't hear those kind of figures in our world, um, our coaching world. Um, I am going to have to wrap up today, but I want to thank you so much for being here with us. It's been my pleasure, Audrey. <laughs> You've had so much to offer, and um, I, I just want, again, to thank you. Um, I know, I feel like I'm sitting down having a cup of coffee with you, which is, <laughs> is wonderful. I wish I was, because I do know how beautiful it is where you live in Canada. Um, well, come on up anytime. And have I would love that, and we could have some dark chocolate, too. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Well, okay, coaching students, coaches, and coaching schools, be sure to visit us at coachcertifications.com as well. And this is Audrey Beach wrapping up today with Betska K. Burr. Um, take care of yourselves. Thank you. Today's interview is brought to you by Coach Radio International and presented to you by CoachCertifications.com, the only global online community of accredited coaching programs where students and coaches can compare, research, and select training programs all in one place.